interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. I would like to extend to you an invitation to the pants party. Excuse me? The party, the pants with the pants. Party with pants. The dark side of the force is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural. Hey, I love your hair. Don't ever touch it. You have the most beautiful feet. Nice set of hooters you got there. Nice beaver. You smell terrific. I want to be part of it. New York, New York, New Ah, now that's what I'm talking about. Because on this show, we normally drink. So we can't drink here. But we can try and drink a nice, good Red Bull. Sponsor us, sponsor us, Red Bull. What's up, everybody? My name is Tommy James Mystic. Come on, do it with me. Oh, so smooth. And, of course, I'm sitting next to the man himself, the champ himself, Sin City. No belt, because I don't have to defend it today. No, you don't. You don't. But you know who you should have defended it against? Ramon! Hi, guys. Up, Ramon? How we doing? I feel like I should talk really slow just to contrast against you guys. That's kind of how we work. We bring the fun and we bring the party. We bring the fire. We bring the, I like that. We bring I'll, the bring the, I'll bring the, the, the relaxation. There that's you right. go. That's cool. There you go. That's why I drink the room. Jay flipping me up here at the camera. But we are here at White Plains Comic Fest and we're here with Ramon. Ramon, so why don't you... Uh, oh, Ramon is getting a phone call from his no, agent. It's my right reminder now. to show up to this interview. Oh, it's one of those things, right? <laughs> I thought it was your agent calling old, you. Old guy, huh? I thought it was your agent calling you. I wish. My agent never calls me. That's why I'm the agent for us. So <laughs> I call them and just bother the crap out of them. But why don't you tell us about yourself, tell us where you come from, and give sure. us a little background about you. Sure. Uh, I actually started in this industry back in the 90s as an illustrator. found out pretty quickly that I couldn't uh, live off what I was making as a comic book illustrator. So when everything came crashing down in 94, I went into advertising. And then a couple of years ago, a good friend of mine, Amy Chu, switched from biotech consulting to comic books. And I figured, you know what, if Amy can do it, I should give it a shot too. So I took her out to lunch and Amy took me to the most expensive Korean restaurant in New York City. Name it. I, I couldn't pronounce it <laughs> I wanted to. All I know is, is that it, it was on the top of a building and I could see all around and I could even see my house in New Jersey. So, wow, so right. anyways, so, so but yeah, so she gave me a lot of good advice, and uh, and I've been plugging away ever since. This would have been 2014, probably. All right. And um, since then, I've, I've probably put out easily 20, 25 books. I've been published by uh, Dynamite, uh, Atlas Unleashed, and I've got a book coming out with Sourcepoint Press um, in a couple of weeks. Oh, but well, I mostly, I most, thank you. But mostly, I self-publish. Oh, that's so, great. I have a, I have I publish under uh, my I guess publishing company called Sci-Fi, but I also publish other uh, uh, creators under Story Arc. So all right. So I'm actually curious to hear about your most recent project. Why don't you tell the listeners real oh, quick? Gosh, about I have three most recent, recent projects. 
Um, the one from SourcePoint Press was probably the least recent because we started that back in the fall. Mm -hmm. And that was just an anthology. Somebody, I'm part of the Comics Experience Workshop with Andy Schmidt. And somebody, people were talking about, it'd be, wouldn't it be great to have an anthology of just people having conversations with, with historical figures? And so I picked um, um, what's Stephen Hawking. Except when I picked him, he was still alive. And by the time the book came, you know, is coming out, he's passed away since then. Mm. Hmm. Um, so that was that was um, that was the the least recent. So I did the story, and I also did the design and layout of the book. Nice. Um, and then after that, I did, oh gosh, I did sci-fi. Uh, sci-fi is an anthology that I've been putting out since 2014, and uh, we have a bunch. This time it was an anthology of different creators. Uh, and including Lynn Yoshi, who now, now draws for DC, Matt Kelly, who, who wrote um, Highlander, a bunch of uh, Bob Sodaro, who's been everywhere. But anyway, so we, we kickstarted it back in October, and then one of the creators pulled their story out, and it took me six months to replace the story. And but we finally, it finally came out like last month, um, and sent that out to all the Kickstarter backers, and it's at my table. And then the last one is um, earlier this year, I conducted, because I organize a monthly sp uh, speaker series. Okay. I get, uh, we, it's, a, it's a live interview Q&A. Uh, we had, um, we've had Heather Antos, we've had Fabrice Polsky, we've had um, Robin Chapman from First Second, we've had, we've had um, um, Thomas Patili from Archie, we've had um, Anthony Marquez from Dynamite. We've had um, Kristen Gutsnuck from Dark Horse. I think we pretty much we've had Nick Varela from from Marvel. So we've pretty oh, wow. much hit most of the most of, of the of the of the companies. But anyways, back to the the thing is, this group I I conducted a workshop of aspiring creators, and uh, by the time we were done, we had uh, we had a book, so we kickstarted that, and we got Pronto Comics to publish it. So that's on my table too. In fact, it, they, both books are uh, debuted at this show. All so right. Yeah. Those are the latest projects. All right. Way to go. Or la latest finished projects. Yeah. Well, look at Vic. What's your latest project? My latest project is to be determined. We will find out about that soon. Me too. I don't. I don't have. <laughs> He's a not allowed project. to know. But we're not talking about Sin City right now. We're not talking about the moves I'm making. We're talking about Ramon Gill. We're talking about careers in comics, and it seems like. You've definitely been around the industry. You've definitely met a lot of people. You've definitely done a lot of things in the time that you've been creating these stories. So, for anyone who's interested in having a career in comics, would you be able to tell us some of the lesser-known jobs in comics? Like, something that someone would not even expect? You know, I used to run a vo volleyball league a few years ago. And one day, this whole team came in wearing Avengers t-shirts. And I asked, how come you guys all have Avengers t-shirts? Oh, because we work for Marvel. And I got all excited. It turns out that they were not creators. These were the accountants, the lawyers, the secretaries, you know, the, the production staff. So, so those are some of, some of the jobs already. So you, because the comic companies do need lawyers, they do need accountants, of they course. do need. There are things like a branding manager whose job it is to to get companies to make toys and T-shirts out of the characters. Uh, you have the. Um, you have the production artists whose job it is to clean up the art and put together the books. Not the ones who are drawing the actual art, but the ones who do the cleanup and, and, you know, and make sure the files are ready for print. You have people who are 
one guy who gave me a tour of DC was uh, the talent manager. And his job was to coordinate with all the freelancers and get them their checks, you know, and make sure that they're happy. Because sometimes they're not happy. You need those people. Those <laughs> yeah, people are very exactly. important. Exactly. <laughs> you have, uh, I, we, one of the people that we interviewed was, uh, was um, Goran, uh, no, no, Hunter Gorenson, who was back then the marketing manager for Valiant. So the marketing manager has to, you know, to buy the ads and make sure and, and put out the social media things like that. We also had, uh, we interviewed Lisa Wu from Aftershock and she's the sales manager. And she goes out to the stores and makes sure they're happy and make sure and tries to get them to order more books. Um, you have, oh, uh, one another guy who who's on my network is Eric, is Eric Reed. I'm not sure if I can say their names actually. Now I think about <laughs> it. Oh well. And he's wor- he worked with William Morris. And so his job, he's not actually in a comic book company. He's at, he's at a, he's in Hollywood. And his job is to find uh, properties that they can make into movies. Really? So, yeah. So, and then on the op- opposite end of that, you also have uh, the guy who, I'm not sure, the, the title seems to be different with each, every company. Uh, and But there's a guy who tries to sell the books to Hollywood. The other guy from William Morris is the guy who represents Hollywood. You know, but on the most com- most of the bigger companies will have some guy whose jo- only job is to try to try to get Hollywood to buy the to buy the characters or to use the characters in their movies. Um, and there are inkers, letters, um, colorists. Uh, you have flatters whose only job is to take the art and outline the different areas so that the the colorist ha- can do it much faster. Um, and of course, you have people who are just secretaries—not just, but who are secretaries, who are, you know, uh, who are um, um, administrative staff. You name it. Yeah, pretty much like almost in any type of yeah. office. And you also have your editors. So. Right. Yeah. And of course, your janitors. Yeah. Very I mean, important. They're the ones that keep everything moving. They're the ones that true. keep the parts mm-hmm. going. They're it's, the ones that it's true. behind yeah. the scenes, without them, it really wouldn't be there. No, yeah. absolutely. It's a big circle. In yeah. fact, in fact, it's a big what's a lot of those jobs, the lesser-known jobs, are usually more secure <laughs> than the than the than the artists true. or writers because the artists and writers are almost always freelance. Right. Whereas all these lesser jobs are almost always staff. Mm. So that they're salary based. So if you just want to be in the, in, the, in the industry, you know, these are not these are kind of cool jobs to try to get. Well, you know, I'm glad that you said that because if I want to get in that industry, what would be your advice to me? I'm a new guy. I want uh-huh. to get in. Um. Like most jobs, but more importantly in comic books, because it's a small community and everybody kind of knows each other, is by networking. It's getting to know people. You know, um, everybody I've talked to, everybody I've interviewed, who uh, most of the time, if they are not, unless they're an artist or a writer, or even if they are, it's because they met somebody and that, and they built a relationship with that somebody, and that somebody brought them in. You know. Um, but yeah, but it's it's all about it's unfortunately it's all about relationships. Talent is good if you have talent, obviously, but also relationships because they have to like you. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they're not gonna like you um, if, if if you have a relationship with them. If they're your friend, then obviously they do like you. You know, but the people who people don't like are not gonna get work. Are not gonna get hired. Are not gonna get an makes interview. sense. So you know, if you're an ass, just, you're an ass. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. So just be uh, be a nice guy. You know, uh, talent. Be a nice guy, and then the other thing, especially if you're a freelancer, is, is meet deadlines. True. You know, the, yes. The support staff, not so much, I'm sure, but some of them do. But when you're a creator or a freelancer, it's meet deadlines because 
they're not gonna give you uh, more work if you can't meet your deadlines. Have you ever seen it to a point where you had somebody that had extreme talent but just could never meet those deadlines? Yes. Yeah, I'm sure, right? <laughs> and and I always have to think twice if I want to work with them again because the work is so good, but it's such a pain getting them to meet their deadlines. Would you say it's more because they're just lazy? Because from the where I come from in my industry, it's usually because the person's just lazy. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. you're so talented, but it's like you you give it a certain percentage, and you won't give that extra that'll actually get that done. I wouldn't say they were lazy because if they were lazy, then I don't think their artwork would be that good. Because mm -hmm. you have to really hone your skills. You know, if you if you because I come from advertising and I'm an art director. So, um, so to me, the art has to be really, really professional level. It can't be just like amateur level. Right. And so the guys I've worked with who are like one or two guys that I've worked with that were really giving me problems with deadline. It wasn't that they were lazy. It was because they either managed their time badly or they were so neurotic, you know, mm. because like, this is not good. It's not good enough. All right. You know, this sucks. I can't, you know, I'm not right for this. I got, I'm going to quit and I have to talk them down off the ledge and say, no, 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 no. You know, keep going. You're fine. You know, you're one of the best people I've ever worked with. You know, it's, 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 it's yeah, it's, it's usually at that level, it's not laziness. It's, it's because it's a mind it's, thing. It's a mind yeah. thing. It's yeah. all in the mind. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, the same, totally the same right. guy, it's like every three weeks he quits comics. <laughs> then, then, then he's back, you know. However, I haven't <laughs> seen him back in, a, in about six months. So I wonder if that's permanent or what. So. Well, you gotta hope not. Sense, I hope not. You he's love really, what you do. You he's really good, it. but it's just that he just he's he overthinks it, and you know, and his stuff is good. And everybody tells him his stuff is good, but he doesn't believe it. He just he still is, is just always it's always a crisis of confidence with this guy. It ah, seems that's, like that's rough. A confidence thing, but as well as somebody having the drive, the hustle, mm -hmm. and the flow in order to attain these goals. So I would say that those are definitely skills or character traits you think are needed to succeed in the industry. Mm -hmm. But what else would you say that a person needs? What kind of personality traits do they need in order to be successful? Well, you have to be pretty easygoing. You can't take things personally, you know, because um, sometimes things happen in the industry and maybe you don't get a call back or you don't, or, or something that was promised to you doesn't happen. And it's not always the other person's fault. Sometimes there's things out of their control, so you can't take things personally. You always have to make, don't burn bridges. That's that yeah. basically what it comes down to. Don't don't burn bridges. The other thing is that not so much a character trait, but um, but I, I remember at, um, somebody asked once, um, "What's your advice if I want to be a comic book writer?" And the person said, "Get a job." You know, and it's basically everybody, almost everybody I know, 90% of the people I know who are who are doing this freelance have a day job or another source of income or a wealthy spouse. Mm -hmm. So um, so basically, yeah, uh, so you have to make sure that, you know, you're having your, your, I guess, needs met in terms of food and shelter, especially if you have a family. You know, be nice, um, be, uh, be patient. But the other thing also I think is be uh, business-minded. You know, the hard thing about this industry is most of us are creatives and most of us are artistic. And we think that, well, I'm not business-minded and that's bullshit, you know, because you yeah, can learn I it. I agree. You can learn it. And, um, and you talk to like some of the more successful ones 
and either they were business-minded or their spouse was business-minded. Yeah. So you always got somebody on your side. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, yeah, you can exactly. do all this. I got you on the other side. When yeah, it comes exactly. to this, I'll talk. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> I know so, that. So, yeah. yeah, so be business-minded, be, uh, be a nice guy, and off, obviously meet your deadlines, and, you know, and just be willing to be understand that, you know, that it's a tough industry we're in and that you will probably need another source of income in order to survive. Yeah, no, absolutely. I totally agree because I actually, when I used to live in Florida, one of the guys that worked with me on the Florida show, mm -hmm. that's all he did. He was yeah. an artist. Yeah. But he didn't have a day job. So bad things can eventually turn as, you know, time goes right. on when you cannot afford your mortgage. Uh -huh. So I always looked at it that way, even just like how we do our show. You know, we love doing this, but we need jobs. Right? Yes. We have families. We need to support each yeah, other and just support ourselves. So I need to eat food, you know? Right. So I understand in that sense of just, that's why this business itself is very difficult to get into because everybody wants. Yes. But they're not willing to give. Uh -huh. And you've got to be willing to give. Let me tag on to that. Um, I think it might be an earlier question. Um, you said that, every, that, that uh, everybody wants to get into this business. And there's probably... A hundred guys for every one project or position that's available, right? And one of the things that was, some of the advice that was given to me very early on by Greg Pack was that uh, build relationships with the people who are your peers. Because the guys who are ahead of you, you know, uh, you will not get as many opportunities from them as you will get from your peers. And this is why. The editor, who is already working at Marvel, has 10 other friends who need work. So if you're not one of the guys that he came up with, you know, chances are you're not going to get the work. Makes sense. His 10 friends are going to get the work before you are. But if you make, if you build a relationship with the guys who are at your level, as you all get further in the industry, you'll be each other's go-to people. So, and that's actually happened to me a couple of times already. So. Nice. So pretty much buy your coworker a beer. <laughs> yeah, or just, or just, just be there, like, you know, like, uh, hang out with them or... Even if it's just, you know, like, um, keep staying in touch on social media. You know, say good morning and, you know, yeah, see them. Right. <laughs> you know, so, but yeah. Yeah, I, you know what, I, I love that too because, like I said, just the way our lives all work, and I think that's how it should always be. Anywhere you go, it's sadly not, that's not how the world works, mm -hmm. but that's, to me, is just, that's how everybody should be treated. Yeah. You know, if you want to get somewhere, sadly, life is mm -hmm. politics. Yeah. You life know, is politics, that's, that's it's connections, it's, it's all about networking. 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 Yep. Yeah, networking, networking is good. That's why when you said the word networking, it's the, it's the best and let thing. And let me say one more thing about networking, because I, I teach, and I always give this advice to my students, networking isn't an icky word, it's not a sleazy word, because what you're doing when you're networking is you're looking for people to help. You're not looking for people to use, you're looking for people to help. Because if you network and you meet some guy and they need something that you can provide or you know somebody who can provide it and you provide it, you're helping them. Okay. It's not a it's not it's not necessarily a self-serving thing. It's more like a you're serving them, you yeah. know. And then if if they learn know that they can count on you, you're a nice guy and then hopefully, you know, uh, it'll pay off later on. Karma will, will you know, will, will be kind to you. But Networking is not about finding people you can use. Networking is about finding people you can help. Mm -hmm. Agreed. I mean, if you don't help, you're not going to grow yourself in the exactly, end. Exactly, yeah. you gotta, you got to be able true. to give back in the end. But one thing that I'm actually curious about, because you did mention that you teach. Mm -hmm. In our last interview, somebody taught that was also into comics. Yeah. So let me ask you, do you notice that that's like a big crossover that educators do go into comics in order to tell stories to reach a different audience? Do you see that trend? I think it's very common. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think it's, 
and I'm not sure why. I have some theories. One of my theories is that, especially for guys who are in this business and then leave the business, mm-hmm. usually teaching is, is a much easier job to get into if you're older. Because, you know, uh, a, a school doesn't mind so much if a guy is older when they hire them because that means they have more experience. You know, so for them, it's a advantage to have more experience than less you know, whereas an advertising agency wants wants some young guy who knows the latest software, and is 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 in is in tune with the latest trends and the mm-hmm. latest music and the latest so forth. But but a school wants somebody who's got life experience. That's true. You know, so so yeah. So I think you're right. I think there is some correlation. I mean, you know, I know creators who are security guards, who are managers, who are you know. But you're right. But I would say a good one third of them are in education. Yeah. Okay. Is there anything else you'd like to share on the topic of careers in comics? Maybe some advice or salary, any, salary even, that you might want to throw out there for the listeners who are interested. Salary, uh, okay. Well, um, here's what: if 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 a creator's always wondering, you know, think they can get rich off comics? Think about this, right? So, so say a starting rate for a good comic book for a good uh, uh, from a decent company, say it's hundred dollars per page, right? Mm-hmm. A typical comic book is about twenty pages. So you think about it, that's what, $2,000, mm-hmm. you know? And if you're drawing a page, I don't know about other guys, but it takes me a, a day and a half. So if, you, so, if, so if it takes somebody a day and you do the math, it takes them a month to put out a comic book, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. So that's $2,000 a month. Now, that might be great in Ohio, yeah. <laughs> but in Manhattan, you're not gonna live off 2,000 a month. You're lucky if that'll make your rent. Yeah. Right, in Manhattan, Absolutely. right? And that's why I had to leave the industry. Uh, back in '93, because that's I, that's what I was making, and I couldn't afford anything. Yeah, it's rough. Um, and plus, I was at my house 16 hours a day, and I just moved here from California. I did, had no friends. I was really depressed. But anyway, salary. So, so say 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 you're an artist and you're making two thousand dollars a month. So you figure already you're not going to get rich doing that unless you're living in some other state, right? Now, if you're a writer, you know I can knock out a script in about three days, maybe maybe a week. So in theory, I could make, I could, I could write four scripts a month. So now I'm making, and usually they pay the same. So now in theory, I could be making eight thousand dollars a month. So to me, like that's why I'm, I'm back as a writer instead of as an artist. Right, right, right. <laughs> there you go. You know, not that I'm getting eight scripts a week to to write, but you know, I still have my day job. But um, but that's the math, folks. And you're not gonna get rich. The holy grail is that, you know, that you have a creator owned property that get, gets bought by Hollywood. But I was talking to um, to to a creator, a writer whose movie, whose book was made into a movie, and I asked him, you know, so did you make a lot of money off the movie? And he said, mm, I made enough to pay off my house, but that's it, you know. And he said, because it's just one movie, you know. If you don't sure. want to make uh, make bank on the movie, it has to be several movies, you know. The guy Lowell Cunningham who wrote Men in Black, right? If you think about that, that wasn't one movie. That was like Three movies, now four. Mm-hmm. four yeah. A cartoon. Yes. And a yes. shitload of toys. Got a ride in Universal Studios. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he lives in like Ohio. <laughs> so he's he's swimming he, in it. Yeah, he's right? living nice. Yeah. He's living he's got, nice. He's, he's, not, he's nice. not even he's not even working anymore. Yeah, he's, you know, so <laughs> but wish. for every guy, every little Cunningham, there's about a thousand of us who's who are hoping that our book gets picked up by a th- by by a, by a studio. You know, a bunch of, I know a bunch of guys who whose whose uh, whose books were optioned, but it doesn't go anywhere, you know. So, take it with a grain of salt, guys. Don't get into this business to get rich. Do it because you love it. So, 
Hell yeah. I mean, that's good advice. If you don't love it, you're, you're not going to go anywhere. You're not going to be successful. You don't love it. They're not, not going to feel gonna it. it. You're not going to give it your all. Because they're not going to feel it in the exactly. end. Exactly. It's supposed to matter. That's what all this stuff is, especially like in business in general. If it's your business, you know, if you're, you're an artist, that's your business. That's you. Mm-hmm. So if you can't give it, nobody's going to want it. <laughs> so that's the way exactly. I always look at it. It's just the way, I mean, it's how we do things, too. So, what's your go-to comic? You you're stuck on an island. Uh-huh. You gotta pick one. Where what's you my going? go-to comic? I'm stuck on an island. It would have to be. Uh, gosh, nobody has heard of this in years. It would have to be Zot. 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 Yeah, Zot. Uh, you guys know Scott McCloud? He did Understanding Comics. Mm-hmm. That was his original series. That was the first book he ever actually put out. Hmm. And wow. it opened my eyes to that a, a comic book that just doesn't have to be about superheroes, even though it had a super, it was a superhero book, but it was all it talked about everything from alcoholism to uh, to gay issues to everything, and in a very in with, in stories that had a lot of heart. Okay. And it opened my eyes. Oh my God! It doesn't just have to be about you know fights and explosions. It can be about characters, real characters who are going through real life problems. Mm-hmm. You know, and he put this out during the 90s, and to this day, um, if I had, I'm, I've seen a lot of books since then that I think, I think are just as good, but that would be my go-to. Wow. So. It's a good way to go. Mm-hmm. I like that, because it's actually like life. Yeah. It's yeah. about life. Realism is always nice to read, mm-hmm. or maybe in movies if you get lucky. So, all right, so you picked your comic book now, you got to pick a movie. What's the movie? <laughs> <laughs> have you guys seen Endgame yet? No. I have. I have she has. Now. Uh, he has not. <laughs> I have. Yeah. I went to go see with my buddies. I didn't tell my family. Nice. So I got tickets for them for this for tomorrow. We're gonna go see. I got an extra prize and everything. Okay. All right. So, but uh, my go-to movie uh, does it have to be a superhero. Movie? It can be any, no, no, movie. No, no, any movie. Any movie. Any movie. My go-to movie is Groundhog's Day. A great movie. Because it's about <laughs> a guy who starts off as an asshole, and by the end he's. You know, because of, of the lessons he's learning throughout the movie, he becomes a genuinely nice guy. And the sad thing is, I feel like I'm I'm still at the middle. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not I'm not a genuinely nice guy. I'm still at the middle somehow. You know, it's so. the best way to live. I'm the same way, man. Right in the middle. Yeah, yeah. I could be a bad guy and I could be a good guy when I choose to be. It's yeah. called balance. Yes, there you go. You balance I guess, the force. I guess I guess you think of it that way. You yeah. gotta balance the force yeah. out. <laughs> Thanos balance. That's everything should be. Yeah, but he also snapped his fingers and killed a bunch of people. <laughs> I'm not advocating you know, for killing. Here's a question I've been wondering, right? Because in, in, in the first movie, Thor said when he was when he was rambling on with the Guardians of the Galaxy, he said he said that Thanos killed half my people, right? Mm-hmm. So if Thanos killed half my people and he snapped the fingers, he killed another quarter of them, right? Yeah, right. Which doesn't balance out the math that he was claiming. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, because like he, he killed he killed half the Asgardians yeah. before he snapped the finger. Right. That's true. So right. when he snapped the finger again, he killed another half. Three fourths. Yeah, that's technically. what I'm saying. The because he only said it's going to take away half, but now it's like you said, three fourths of mm-hmm. it. So someone's got a, someone's movie math isn't working out here. But basically, Asgardians <laughs> got really screwed. On yeah, that. they really I did. Like they this. really so did. You're talking about Asgard. You're talking about gods. You have to take away more for it to be balanced. If you think about it, I guess in a sense. Yeah. It's not fair. <laughs> Who said life was fair? Like, that's the point. Like, <laughs> life isn't fair. And hey, can, I, can I say one? Can I do a plug? Go ahead. Go for it. Hey, me and some uh, other uh, creators are putting together a company called Story Arc, and it's part uh, part packager, part uh, manage, management, part uh, part publishing. And yeah. what it is is basically is that if you're a creator and 
you don't want to deal with all the other stuff like the like the production and the printing and all that we'll handle all that for you wow. you know and we'll we'll even manage the kickstarter and we'll try to and we'll try to pitch it to publishers and maybe hollywood as well huh. so if you just want to worry about writing and drawing we'll worry about the rest that's great so, so it's not 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 quite publishing but a hybrid of publishing managing and packaging okay all right so, storyarc.com storyarc.com story and that's a r k not with a c story a k a r k a r k it's better A-R-K. to be different yeah that's what i exactly. always say now i have one more question sure we're going off the rails again oh, oh, man. Okay. it's more fun it's more, it's more fun, fun to always go off the rails have you ever read a dupe comic? <laughs> have I ever read the dupe comic? Yeah. Dupe. No, I have not. No. We no. just recently found out, like, what, like a month ago? It was about a month ago, yeah. About a month ago. Like a duplicate comic? No, no like his the name character is Dupe. D O O P. So he's part of, what is it, the X Force? Yes. And he looks like Slimer from uh-huh. uh, Ghostbusters. Because what we do on our show, we do this thing called the Who You Got Challenge. We can pick a bunch of characters and they fight, we debate yeah. it. Mm-hmm. I ended up picking that character as a joke character. It turns out he's extremely strong. We have been searching if anybody has heard of this guy, if there's a comic out We've there. We've been trying to go to cons and find this and comic, and nobody, nobody has it. How did you find the character in the first place, if you can't find that? Google. Google. <laughs> I Googled funny Marvel characters. And he's number one he's on number every one. list. He looks like a green jelly bean. Yeah, he looks like Slimer. Dude, it's not like it's not going to be like a blue waffle thing, right? No. No, no, I'm <laughs> not even kidding. He has an X-Men This is logo safe to search. His, you can definitely search it. But, yeah, I was always wondering, does anybody else know about this? Not many people nah, No, it turns out every time I think we met one guy and he was selling comics and he's like, yes, I just sold the last one. And I'm like, Wait, you had Dupe? Yeah, you had a Dupe comic? Like, no one else here has heard of it. So I was wondering if you maybe have heard of it, but no. The Dupe search is still on. See, now I'm curious. I'm going to do a a Google search. John, you Google it. It's hilarious. Check it out. He plays a guitar. Uh He's friends with Wolverine. Yeah. He has a tiger. He he drives a motorcycle and has a tiger with him. Okay. So you you look at it and you're like, for some reason now I have to see this. Okay. In in a movie. I need to see this. Like, live action Dupe. We had Slimer. Let's get Dupe. We already had Apocalypse. We're getting Phoenix. Why don't we get the Agent Dupe next? I'm perfectly fine with this. <laughs> Dupe and Deadpool. Dupe. I'll Dupe. Have to check it out. <laughs> so hopefully, you know. it's a good suggestion. Everybody else should check that out. But that's it. It's why don't you tell us before we go where the listeners can follow you besides the story arc? Do you have any social media pages, something that they could check you out? Yeah, on? you can just go to Ramon Gil R A M O N G I L dot com. And all the stuff that I work on is on there. You can even sign up for a, a newsletter that I put out uh, once a month. Sweet. Primarily for comic book creators. Um, and then my Twitter is Ramon S. Gill. I think my Facebook is Ramon S. Gill. I think my Instagram, but I don't, I'm not as active on that, Ramon S. Gill. All right. Okay. Sounds good to know. But RamonGill.com is the website. That's R-A-M-O-N. The G-I-L. Ramon Gill. It's a good name, too, man. Yeah. It fits. Yeah. It fits. That's something I can see on a movie screen. If you do a Google search, I'm not the doctor, okay? I'm the comic book writer. (laughs) Make sure we throw that out there, because you know what? Some people Not the VD specialist, okay? Not a doctor, because people have heard, they've searched my name, Tommy James, and it comes up as the band. Yeah. And then I'm like, no, obviously that's not me. You know, uh-huh. I'm not. I'm one person. And I'm also one person. <laughs> but yeah, make sure they you check that out. 100%. We should definitely check it out as yeah, well. Yeah, I mean, I will. And we'll be following. Make sure you follow us back. But Ramon, thank you so much, man. Sure, man. This, I hope you, you had a good time hanging with us. I wish. Ah, we, I had a great time. I wish we could have had a beer with you. 
Yeah. And maybe one day Next we time. can. Next time. In another oh, you guys in Brooklyn. That's what I'm saying, right? You know? Exactly. So we can make we can make something happen. I'll have stuff to plug. Them. I'll call you guys. And I'll say, hey, can I come on the show and plug some stuff? And we would love to have you. And we will make. And it I'll bring happen. I'll bring the six pack. All right. He's got the right mindset we'll right now. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I'm Tommy James, Mr. Oh So Smooth. This is Mr. Sin City. And that is Ramon Gill. Make sure you check him out. Thanks, guys. We'll see you guys soon. Peace.